Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to Yelai, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Sachin Jaiswal, uh, co-founder and CEO of uh, Nikki.ai. Uh, Sachin is a graduate of IIT Kharagpur and uh, had uh, worked for companies such as Innovator and Oracle before uh, starting his own venture in 2015. Hi Sachin, welcome to Yelai. Hi, hi Priya, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Sachin? Doing good, and it's a pleasure to be part of this uh, talk. Of this talk, and uh, uh, you know, happy to to contribute uh, anything uh, with regards to the community, to the entrepreneurship community. Uh, Sachin, uh, I would request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. Sure. Um, so, hi everyone, I'm Sachin, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Nikki. Um, I'll actually start with uh, who I am, right? And uh, I'll, I'll take probably another three to four minutes to introduce yep, yep. myself. Um, so, I am I, a typical middle class boy. I grew up in a small town uh, uh, and... So um, my roots are in Azamgarh, and, and then I, I grew up uh, for the most part in uh, Howrah. Um, and uh, I was a careless boy roaming around uh, my locality, uh, as, or Padha as we called it uh, there uh, in Howrah. And uh, for the most part, I, I would not care too much about what was happening around the world and uh, was a was a pretty uh, quiet and happy-go-lucky kind of a person. Uh, it was until, uh, you know, class 7th, which was when my trajectory changed. Um, and uh, there was a moment where uh, one of our, it was, it was an art class, I remember. Um, and uh, the teacher had asked all of us to draw something. I drew something and, and took it to him. And then he, I, I say, I told him, and then he catches my collar and drags me out of the class. I was shell shocked and embarrassed as to what happened. Um, and uh, I, I, I stood outside for the entirety of the class. And at the end of the class, he comes to me and he hands me over a, a toffee and tells me, speak in English. I was, I was of course um, taken aback by that, but then um, I told myself that I'm going to learn English and um, and eventually learn to learn. So from someone who had failed in two subjects in my class seven, uh, first semester of my class seven, I actually went on to score 95% um, in, in my class 10. And then uh, went on to clear ITJ. Um, and I would attribute most of that to that particular moment where I uh, recognized that, you know, that you can, with hard work, you can get good at anything you choose. Um, and uh, after that, I, I, I went to IIT Kharagpur. Uh, it was a serendipitous decision. I was not I was not too sure if I'll, I'll study uh, there, but then I, I just took that step. And it has 
changed my life forever. Um, I had a great four years, made some of the best friends, um, I've met my colleagues uh, right now, and um, I am who I am because of the experiences there at IIT Kharagpur. Um, I, so I, I, after IIT Kharagpur, I, uh, I graduated in 2011 and then uh, started my career with uh, Oracle as a product manager. Within the first six months of Oracle, I realized that this is not something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, it was too, too simple um, and uh, too uncomplicated, too boring. And uh, nothing that I was doing there was challenging. And I did not want to spend uh, my career uh, doing, you know, leaving leading a relaxed life at least not in the early stages of my of my career and then from there i went on to start uh, another company called innovate um and uh, i so we we looked at so i was looking at uh, initially business development got the first 50 lakhs in revenue for innovator and then moved on to operations worked there for in operations role for about a year and then went back to business development and scaled uh, sales to about a million dollars in revenue. And after that, I wanted to I, I wanted to um, to kind of start something to give back to the communities that I grew up in, and uh, hence wanted to to do something in the consumer space in India. And uh, that's how we started. It. So that's like a brief introduction about who I am, what I do, and. Uh, where I am, and with Nikki, the mission statement is to really uh, build some, something for the communities that we grew up in, and uh, that is what we are trying to solve for. And here, the mission statement is that we are building a platform that can unlock the internet economy for a large section of users who are marginalized, today. and that is the problem statement that we are trying to solve. With. Okay, uh, Sachin, um, while going through your LinkedIn page and I've been following your company for some time, I, I would say uh, you have onboarded uh, very impactful people for your venture. For example, uh, to name a few, Ratan Tata and Ronnie Skruwala, they are your investors. So uh, tell us, uh, how, how do you convince such people, such impactful people to uh, believe in your uh, vision and what is your vision with uh, Nikki.ai? Um, so, like I said, uh, with with Nikki, the core mission is that we are actually unlocking uh, the internet economy for a large section of users who are marginalized. For example, um, say my mom, uh, my sister-in-law, um, most of them, they can't use the internet services, right, because of several issues that they are dealing with. Uh, uh, either it's the language issue or the UX issue. For example, my bhabi, she doesn't know how to speak in English. Um, and as a result, most of the internet economy is irrelevant for her. Um, she is not very used to the UX either, right? As in, even if she wants to do something in Hindi uh, or tries to use an app which is in Hindi, uh, something as simple as typing on the keyboard is a huge challenge for her. And 
even beyond that, he doesn't trust most of the internet economy because, uh, you know, internet economy so far with marketplaces has acted like a mila. There is no gatekeeper of, uh, of, of assurance, right? Anyone can just start selling things there and uh, most of the time the, the quality is fake, right? Um, uh, for example, my wife recently bought a shampoo and it turned out fake. And, and that is precisely the reason that most of these users, they don't trust the internet economy. So what we are really trying to build uh, with Nikki is a trust platform for these other users that can use the internet economy to access any services that they want. And uh, that in a sense is what we are uh, building with Nikki. And, uh, and, and in terms of how do we really enroll people into this uh, vision, I think first of all, we realized that uh, it was not our vision. And, uh, you know, we just went ahead asking people to contribute to this vision in any way that they can. Right. And, uh, and the moment they accepted this as part of their vision, the moment that they realized that what becomes possible is uh, the rest of the 90% of the, uh, of, of the Indian economy can actually be unlocked uh, via internet. Right. Um, uh, we realized that there is, there are so many opportunities that opens up and everyone finds, finds their own reason to join into this, uh, uh, venture, but uh, but but prima facie, uh, most of them who are actually uh, part of our journey at some point or the other, they've been quite inspired by what what is the possibility that can emerge out of uh, out of me, and either if be it Miss Tata or be it Tony um, Suala, they are pretty much inspired by what this can create in, in people's lives in India. And that is the reason they are part of it. Okay. Uh, apart from investors, uh, I believe you have uh, created teams uh, of a size more than 500 uh, or so. So uh, when you, when you go for uh, uh, bringing uh, in good people together, who will take your vision forward. What are the things you see in uh, in those people that uh, are, that uh, tells you that this is the right person uh, to uh, do the job? Right. So first of all, I'd like to clarify that uh, we are an asset light team, so and and also a very light team. So in the sense that we don't have a lot of people; it's not very people heavy. And uh, the total team strength right now would be close to about sixty-five, and uh, that's how. Uh, uh, we have designed it, um, and and to answer your question, well, I mean, again, it's the same thing, right? Uh, we actually had to proactively pitch people to be part of this uh, journey, um, and uh, if you think raising investment is tough, try uh, hiring people, and. Uh, uh, especially given that people have so many opportunities today, right? Um, and uh, they have so many things that they can contribute towards. Uh, uh, and, and and to that extent, a startup is 
is mostly not the most sexy job. Um, people tend to uh, tend to avoid startups because they don't find the value of uh, the stock options. Although for us, we see that this is the ticket, uh, the big lottery ticket, which otherwise we don't uh, we won't have uh, in a corporate ecosystem. But most uh, uh, most em most prospective employees don't see the value in in um, in, in the stock options. And to that extent, uh, if you're just competing on salaries, it becomes very tough for uh, uh, giant, uh, large internet giants. And therefore, it is not it is not the most easy to hire uh, people and to really uh, get them to join you. And therefore, money is not something that that actually gets people uh, into this. It is just the the mission. Uh, you know what they can create because everyone they needs a purpose. They need a purpose, and uh, uh, you know even the point of really working is is that purpose. That people actually are looking for purpose, and uh, whoever joins Nikki, they join to be part of that purpose and be part of that mission, and that's what their focus is. Okay. Um, uh, here, I I would like to ask you a, a tough question as well. Um, uh, what happens in startups is uh, uh, this happens more often uh, than uh, uh, than it uh, happens in a, a corporate scenario that we have to let go people when uh, things don't work out. So uh, how has been that journey for you uh, when things didn't, did not work out uh, between you or and somebody you have recruited? Um, so it happens in 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 several scenarios it, it does happen when things don't work out um i i remember that we had to let go of someone in our uh, first year itself uh, and well i mean uh, when employees quit voluntarily uh, uh, that is different from when you have to ask someone to leave right it is drastically different right Optically, it's the same, but uh, from an employer's perspective, it, it is 10x more challenging to ask someone to leave. Mm -hmm. And there was a scenario where one of the employees that we had hired was not a cultural fit. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and there were hosts of coordination, coordination issues that, uh, that we had to face. Um, and uh, again, he was someone who had come from a very different background and thought process and thinking everything was in tune with with that uh, you know big company uh, mindset and uh, given we were a startup it was uh, the there was a huge gap that existed and because of that uh, he was finding it difficult to coordinate people he was finding it difficult to really work with, uh, with most of the colleagues and uh, to that extent we realized that uh, that it was it was very very um, taxing for both him and for the startup um, and uh, we went forward and told him that uh, this is not working out and we we gave him full luxury of course we we told him that we'll uh, definitely uh, uh, have give you two months uh, to, to search for any job that you're looking for and if you need more time will help you going forward as well and, and we took that step uh, and eventually he found a job in the first 
next uh, 20 days itself and uh, um, even then we honored the notice period that that there was and uh, he was pretty happy with with it because he, he moved on to a company where he found a better fit and uh, from from his profile perspective and uh, even we then went on to look for a different uh, person and eventually that turned out to be a great fit so so yeah, it's, at the end of the day, if we have uh, employees, uh, what we realize is that if we have employees' best interest in mind, it usually works out. Okay. Yeah, uh, that 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 really sounds very ethical of you. Uh, to you know, uh, many many a times what happens is uh, uh, founders uh, uh, do get uh, uh, you know uh, do uh, get impatient and. Uh, do let go some people and uh, that can have uh, uh, bad consequences uh, for both company and the employee as well uh, so uh, having said that i would like to ask you another questions uh, relating to this uh, when, when you build a venture uh, you you have uh, the first set of employees which you call as uh, the uh, core team so when you, when you recruit the core team is there a one on one book that you should uh, see that uh, the, this 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 skill sets are required in your core team and how do you uh, find such people what is the exact balance uh, i'm asking well i mean so i think recruiting the core team is is the uh, toughest right because uh, um and they are the ones who are going to carry forward the baton. And uh, it is not just about uh, functional skills that we look for, um, but there is also alignment with respect to value systems. Mm -hmm. um, because invariably, to say one of our values that we have uh, as a company is that we care, right? And if we hire someone who fundamentally is, is like stoic, Right uh, and and take very stone cold decisions. That while it may work in in, a, in another company, but uh, in terms of who we are, uh, there is a huge mismatch from an alignment perspective. So what we do is, apart from just uh, ensuring fitment with respect to the functional skills. For example, if you're hiring someone in marketing, you definitely assist in in marketing skills, in his uh, ability to build to build brands, in his ability to do digital promotion. Uh, ads, etc., etc. But beyond that, we also look for value fitment, and uh, uh, especially in the initial stages when you are doing a cultural uh, fitment analysis, it's, it's super important that you pick them right because uh, you know three years, five years later, they are the ones who are leading a team of 500 people individually, and uh, and and from that perspective. Only and only if you are able to make sure that uh, they are taking the taking decisions which are in alignment with the company values, can you be sure that uh, they will be the right one, right person to lead uh, uh, in a, a big company? And, and it is through those value systems is how we filter for especially the Okay, um, Sachin. Uh Tell us what are the challenges you have to uh, you have had to face uh, while building that and growing this venture. Um, 
so multiple i mean um i i so when when we started i started with a b2b background and uh, there was always this uh, this lens of looking at uh, at the business through this b2b background and that was always a deterrent when it comes to uh building a casual business right and uh so to that extent the first axis of how to go about building this business was that i will just build a um a product and i expected that uh, by doing partnership with large companies we will get users to adopt that is very different in a consumer business um and uh, naturally it did not work right in consumer business you actually have to uh, look at a cohort of users and and build out uh, all the customize the product for them um build out features that they want and then you align uh, uh marketing and uh, and uh, user research and uh, everything else in in accordance to that to that particular user segment and that is is one thing that had uh, that i did not know when we started uh i naturally i did not know consumer marketing i had no idea about uh, how to go how to how to do brand building because this is something that we never had to do in a in a b2b business um and 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 it took us some time to to get there um to really connect well with the users and once we connected well with the user we were able to um and and again this user research as a as a key driver of uh, of your uh, business decision uh, that did not exist because in b2b you know when you are doing sales to your user user research happens naturally but in consumer we had to proactively do user research to really understand uh, the pain point that the user was dealing with and uh, those are some of the things that we had not identified as a challenge uh, how to do user research how to go about brand building how to acquire customers um and we had to learn through the process right and and that was again the other thing that we also felt was that uh, our business prior uh, business was very profitable so fundraising was not something that we had to do like proactively that is again something that we had to learn theoretically so there were bunch of things that we had to learn from start um but it's been a fascinating journey because there are so many different kinds of problems that we faced and so many things that we learned at such at such an accelerated pace that we wouldn't have uh, anywhere else okay uh speaking speaking of uh, learnings uh, can you share some of the interesting lessons that you have learned which may shorten the learning curve of uh, uh, young people who are thinking of becoming an entrepreneur right um first and foremost is uh, i i would say that be honest about your uh, uh, about your product market fit right make sure that any time you are actually uh, going about hyper scaling the business mm-hmm. make sure that you have product market um 
which means that your users love you um, your users are sharing organically and you're seeing a demand coming in organically you be sure that um, they are referring it uh, your users are actually referring it uh, to their peers you make sure that uh, your m1 retention vertical retention keeps on increasing month on month uh, especially in the initial month mm -hmm. uh, you make sure that your retention efforts are strong um, so making sure that you have product market fit is, is super important once you have product market fit there is nothing that can stop you from becoming large business but an entrepreneur's job first and foremost is to get to that product market fit. that is point number one point number two is um, understand the value of, uh, of, of of a culture of a company culture and that is irreplaceable that is not something that uh, that is actually very easily taught in in business circles um, there isn't a standard uh, course that you can just attend in terms of how do you go about building a culture but that is so critical to to to, to the success of the business right the reason google is google or amazon is amazon and a google person will not fit in, in an amazon culture and, and vice versa is because culture is very core to what the company who the companies are and what kind of actually the kind of decisions that they make and the kind of areas in which they are successful in right and uh, for a company it is super critical to identify and proactively work towards building the culture that they are um, that point number two is is, is super critical um, uh, in, in in building the business and point number three um, the job of entrepreneur is not to execute like that is the last thing that uh, that uh, you know, an entrepreneur is supposed to be. He is a leader that leads the team towards execution. And um, most of us, uh, because we've actually uh, come from that background of uh, of making things happen, right? Of of working hard and 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 making sure that we uh, at at any point in time, if there is a challenge, uh, then we'll struggle and figure out uh, an answer to the challenge. And we come from that background where we actually uh, realize that the way that the resolution for any problem is just being in action. Um, that we, and because of that, we actually forget the, the relevance of, uh, of enrollment. Like we forget the relevance of leadership. Um, and I think the third most important thing that, uh, that a startup entrepreneur needs to learn, like individually needs to learn, and if he does not have that, that is something that he should definitely get posted on, is build leadership. Everything else follows. And um, being a leader is all about communication. Being a leader is all about integrity. Being a leader is all about authenticity. Um, and um, it's about enrolling people, right? And that, if people get that right, they can actually make a huge difference and, and their pace of growth is going to be quadrupled and 10x of where it is. I think the last point you shared, I also agree to that and it's a, it, it's a beautiful point you shared. Uh, 
having said that, I just have one last question for you. Uh, how would you suggest our audience to start their journey as entrepreneurs, especially in Indian context? Um, look around you. You will find a problem statement that is worth solving. Um, especially in, in these times of Corona, there are so many new problems that it has emerged, right? This, this acts like a, um, like, like a reset. This is a reset button for the economy overall. And uh, a lot of behaviors have changed. Fundamentally, uh, it means that a lot of businesses have uh, had to reinvent or uh, get demolished. But it also means that this is the opportunity for creating new businesses because there are new problems that are emerging in the societies and people are looking for solutions for them. Right? And, and your only job as an entrepreneur is to identify those solutions and, and uh, identify those problems and create with your solution, create a new possibility for the customer. Right, which means that what we need to uh, say if you are if you are in a village and you see that it, it needs a, a a new uh, network to to really um, deliver things from X to Y, then you go ahead and just build that. And uh, if if what you are building has value, then customers will pay for it. Right, if if you identify that, uh, especially uh, it. What is needed is, is to is to provide capital to kickstart uh, uh, the uh, the the household uh, income. Then what you need to do is figure out ways to provide them credit and make sure that uh, those options are uh, are are safe are, are options uh, given to people so which they can they can uh, give back the money by by quadrupling it right and and that again is something that only you can do, uh, you can identify as an opportunity. So figure out, there are multiple such opportunities that uh, that actually um, exist in the society today. All of these problems that you see are glaring opportunities. All you need to do is just pick one of them, pick something that you connect with, that you can understand, that you can work towards, that lies in your core strength area, and just go ahead and deliver. Uh, I must say uh, this was a very interesting conversation and uh, uh, it was a great pleasure to host you here at ELI. Um, and uh, I would say I, I see a serial entrepreneur, uh, I'm sure uh, after Nikki will build many more ventures. Uh, thanks for your time, uh, Sachin, and our best wishes for Nikki. Thanks, Priya. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Viewers, you can follow and connect uh, with Sachin on LinkedIn by typing Sachin Jaiswal. Also, you may visit their website by typing uh, Nikki.ai. That is it for today's episode. We'll be back with another exciting entrepreneur. Stay tuned to ELI.